understand the big picture performance of EMS agencies across the United States as outlined in the 2022 ESO EMS Index. It's based on data from more than 2,000 agencies and departments across the country and represents 9.9 million EMS responses between January 1st, 2021 to December 31st, 2021. Now in its fifth year, the 2022 ESO EMS Index not only examines the performance, but makes comparisons to the previous year's data. Therefore, the best practices are informed by several years of data, as well as their practical, first-hand experience of seasoned medical professionals. Download the index today by visiting ESO.com. Good morning for all of those on all the various platforms. <laughs> I am excited to bring you another EMS pod with Chief Randall. Today, we're in the middle of it all, uh, Jim's con that has attached to FDIC here in Indianapolis. Yes, my backyard, and I'm excited to have uh, all these visitors enjoying this chilly weather with me and complaining <laughs> as well. But I would like to start uh, with saying welcome to all those individuals and introducing our special guest, uh, Mr. Orlando Jordan uh, with the town of Plainfield. And I'm gonna give Orlando an opportunity to really uh, express to you uh, what, he, what he does for the town and in particular, what he does for the uh, fire territory. Orlando. Uh, well, Doug, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Um, I am the, the well-being manager for the town of Plainfield. Um, I, somebody might be saying, well, what in the world is a well-being manager? Um, it is a fancy title for, I, I'm, a, I'm a counselor, I'm a therapist for the town of Plainfield. Um, and so I work across the, the entire gamut of the town, but um, the majority of my work is with uh, public safety. Um, and so. Uh, everything from debriefings after uh, critical incidents uh, to um, public safety members that have um, issues at home or, or anything like that is what, uh, what I basically deal with on a daily basis um, and helping to facilitate um, them through the journey of becoming um, better or, or having stronger well-being. I remember I started EMS in uh, 1996. And I was eight. I, I didn't know if I was going to ask you that question. I, I was eight. <laughs> well, thank you for the sharing that, sir. Um, so while you were eight, I had made some babies and I had to go to work. Mm -hmm. And when I got hired in EMS, I'd heard this term called uh, suck it up. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what it was. You know, even though I came from a military background, my daddy was pretty tough. They, my dad and mom raised six boys and one girl, and I just had to do it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what this other term was. It was essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so I've always had to say, suck it up. And, you know, almost 30 years later in this business, you know, I think as I look back, there's lots of different things that have happened in life mm -hmm. where maybe I... Uh, could have had a different route mm -hmm. if I had somebody like you mm -hmm. 
that was providing guidance from day one, right? So I think it's a pretty um, forward-thinking opportunity for employees to have somebody like you in their town department or access to. Well, you you know, one thing that I would say is, and and that's a that's a mentality that a lot of people um, raise their kids with. A, a lot of uh, first responders take on. You know, we have the the, the Superman complex. Um, you know, we. Sh- we strap on our our capes and and we go save the day. Um, I spent uh, about five or six years as a as a police chaplain, um, as a staff chaplain for for IMPD here in Indianapolis, um, and, and so you you know you see it um, from scene to scene. But what I tell people uh, oftentimes is uh, just like running into a fire, you can. Um, possibly get third degree burns. You can get smoke inhalation, um, uh, poisoning or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are curatives to, to help fix those, those scars or those, those, those issues. Um, mental scars can form from the things that we see and experience on the job just the same. Um, but a lot of times they go unchecked and they bleed into um, other facets of our lives. So, um, you know, it may bleed into our family or, or how we interact with our children or how we interact with our friends or our spouses. Um, and so uh, I, I encourage people, you know, uh, yes, build some resiliency. Yes. Um, if, if it's not something that's going to, to cause you conflict later, you know, if you want to just rub some dirt in and keep on going, you know, that's your choice. But we have to deal with uh, some of the issues that we see. You know, it's not normal. And, and, and let's let's just be honest, as, as first responders, it's not normal to see, you know, small children that aren't breathing anymore or having to be the one that performs, um, you know, life saving CPR um, on, on a toddler or on an infant um, only for them not to make it. That's not it's not normal. Right. Right. And so a career full of uh, traumatic issues or traumatic scenes such as that can weigh on us. So it's not something that we can just rub dirt in and, and keep on going um, because ultimately we're going to feel the, the weight of what we've seen. Hmm. That's uh, that last sentence is everything because you, you do feel it, but I'm just, I'm curious, you know, there are people out there that are thinking about, you know, maybe I'm not the firefighter EMS type person, mm-hmm. but maybe I want to help them in another way. Mm-hmm. And if you would, would you talk about your path to, to, to get into this point? Um, so I, um, I went to undergrad, I went to grad school um, and there are a number of paths, but ultimately what got me here is my chaplaincy path. Um, so working in, working with uh, police um, and, and subsequently um, on a number of scenes working with police and fire. And so, um, you know, what I would share with someone is if, if EMS isn't your, your uh, field of choice, um, you know, chaplaincy is a choice and, you know, becoming a therapist, becoming a, becoming a counselor are choices as well. Um, you know, it's, it's just as easy as going to, going to undergrad, studying psychology, uh, taking, uh, taking your entry exam into uh, grad school and, and then specializing. So, so I, I specialize in marriage and family therapy. Um, you can, you can specialize in, um, abnormal human psychology, there's a number of things, a number of paths that can lead you here. Um, but having a passion for, for helping, helping people 
um, definitely should be at the top of your list of, of things to, to have in order to do this because um, uh, I don't know if you would admit it or not on, on camera, but uh, first responders are tough. Um, they're, they're, they're a tough nut to crack uh, sometimes. And so uh, you definitely have to have a passion for, for wanting to see people, um, you know, whole and healthy um, from a, from a mental, mental uh, well-being standpoint, um, because sometimes you'll, you'll go in and have a conversation and um, uh, almost feel like you're talking to yourself um, for most of the conversation. And then um, you'll have other ones where you really feel like that breakthroughs are being made and, um, and lives are being changed. And so I, I would encourage anybody that uh, wants to learn and, and, and grow in, into something like this, you know, if nothing else, do a ride along. If nothing else, visit your your local firehouse um, and and uh, meet meet the meet the men and women that that uh, do the complete opposite of what I would do in a fire. <laughs> um, I am I completely take my hat off to every firefighter um, across the world uh, because when I see the fire, if it's not manageable, right. you know I love to cook. So if it's not yeah. a, just a manageable kitchen fire. Um, I'm leaving. Me and my dogs are we're leaving, and we're going to leave it to the professionals uh, to come in. We appreciate <laughs> so, yeah, that. We're, yeah, we're, I'm going to run out, not run again. So, right. yeah. so, so yeah, definitely. You know, go to a firehouse, meet meet the meet the men and women that that uh, do the job, and and get to know them on a personal level. Um, because that's what this is. You know, building relationships and, and getting to pe- getting to know people on a personal level so that they trust you. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I come from uh, the St. Louis Fire Department, 20 years there. Mm-hmm. I come to Plainfield in 2016, and I'm re- reflecting on my time in St. Louis, uh, St. Louis City. And then here comes this, this opportunity for someone to come into the town mm-hmm. and provide mental health services. Mm-hmm. Now, we had EAP. Mm-hmm. But it really didn't hit the mark for of what a lot of us was dealing with because they didn't understand us. Mm-hmm. And we're a different breed of people because of the things that we see. Yeah. So when I first heard that this person was coming in, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, boy, <laughs> this is going to not work out well. But once I found out the background of the individual mm-hmm. um, with that history with IMPD, mm-hmm. Oh, so the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department, they're on the news every day. (laughs) There's something traumatic happening across the city of Indianapolis all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that this person has that experience they're bringing in to a a town, Mm -hmm. right? And um, that was a difference that I had to understand. And so uh, the fact that you're in the town of Plainfield and able to provide a service, I think is, is, uh, is critical. What would you say would be, I'll just call it um, a good uh, prescription okay. of visits that keeps people kind of grounded in this kind of work. And it's, and for you, it's, this is very pointed, but for folks that are listening in, mm-hmm. this could be something that they could do on a regular basis with their own mental health professionals, wherever they live. Um, so I, I can't, pres- I, I can't prescribe a, a number of, of visits to, to someone like me. 
um, because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I would share with someone is if you don't do anything else, you know, develop a a journal, Um, get your thoughts, not just get your thoughts out of your head and onto paper. Um, Because a lot of times when we uh, get our thoughts out of our head onto paper and we read them again, it it also helps us to to help cope with what we're dealing with. Um, You know, I always share with with, with first responders, you have a, a huge brother and sisterhood of um, of people that you can lean on. Um, and so, um, I always encourage folks to, to go to a mental health professional, but if there, if there has to be an intermediary, at least talk to, talk to your, your housemates, um, and and share with them, you know, that was a tough scene that, you know, I, I I really struggled with that one. Um, and then, and then as housemates have that conversation, um, or if it's, if you feel like it's uh, above what you know or above what you can handle uh, to help that person, you know, be that be that voice that says, "Hey, let's let's call EAP," um, you know, um, or let's let's talk to uh, the town therapist or, or, or counselor or whatnot. Um, and, and so, beyond anything else, let's let's get away from telling people to rub dirt in it. And, and keep on going um, and let's have a real conversation and say, hey, maybe there is something here. Let's let's go and have a conversation with somebody that's that's trained to help. Very simple steps, right? Well, I can start with, you know, taking down notes and journaling things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something about seeing those 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 thoughts turn into words mm-hmm. that really put perspective on your on your life and for me personally i know it's it's been a cumulative effect of all these things and because i see the world and a little bit off its axis in the way that um my perceptions don't always line up with what general societal perceptions are and so um for the people in this business that's just getting in, right? Mm-hmm. The first, you know, two, three years of being a uh, a firefighter or an EMT or even a young paramedic, um, you as much as you go to the gym and exercise, mm-hmm. you should also exercise that mental health as well. Is that something? Yeah, I mean, and so, you know, one thing that we um, have done in, in the town is, um, you know, offer offer classes offer workshops for people to come come to um i mean you were just in, in one of our classes this week uh for practical breath work and um human optimization with uh with jesse coomer um and and just something as simple as how we breathe um in different situations to to uh lower our heart rate or 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 bring our heart rate to a to a faster pace um, can help us to to really come to a place of uh, of peace um, and a, of relaxation. So, uh, you know, those those types of things. You know, we 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 have developed a policy where um, first responders can can work out. You know, twenty four hours um, a day. Um, or have access 24 hours a day to, to our um, um, fitness facilities. You know, um, all of those, all those things are, are, are measures to, that we've, that we put in place to, to help people, to help impact people's mental well-being. 
Um, so whether it's whether it's exercise, whether it's journaling, whether it's going to workshops, we should we should always be um, students of ourselves and, and learning how to better ourselves. Um, we don't plateau in this life. Right. So um, it's always something that we can do to um, impact our, our mental well-being, because it, if, we, if we're being honest, um, when we're by ourselves, you know, you can lift all the weight you want to. But but if you have mental baggage, if you have, you know, life baggage that you're carrying, sometimes that's heavier than any weight you can lift in a, in a gym. Um, you know, mental baggage can can keep you in the bed at night and all day the next day, um, not wanting to do anything more um, than just lay here and exist. Um, and so, you know, we, we have to become mentally strong. So just like you said, just as much as we lift in the gym, we have to do things that uh, impact and strengthen our, our minds. Wow. That, that's uh, <laughs> that's a, a professional answer <laughs> from a person that, that, that knows more about the mind and how it works. And you look at ways for people to um, improve that as well, right? Mm-hmm. I've gotten, so you've gotten to a, to a point, now you're bringing people along to help them get to get there as well. Like, have you met Naomi? I have not. So you, so you, okay. So we have a comfort dog that, that comes to town. Um, and so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You met her name? Name? yeah, the dog, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, know. I didn't know. You didn't know the dog's name? I did not know the dog's name. <laughs> that's fine. So, so that's, a, that's another measure that we've, that we've learned. You know, those short bursts of, you know, I have two dogs. And so I've learned that, you know, my dogs bring me joy in um, stressful situations. So we even bring um, to town uh, Naomi, the, the comfort dog, and she, um, we've used her to also break up the monotony of people's days. And, and um, you know, there, there's tons and tons of research and, and statistics on, um, on how dogs impact us in a positive manner. So, you know, having, even having that, um, to come into, you know, our leadership development classes and, and meet with uh, um, different folks in town. I'm still trying to figure out, I hope you can help me with this. I'm still trying to figure out how to schedule uh, Naomi to come and see uh, some of the firehouses um, because you guys are just so busy. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure as soon as, she pulls, as soon as she pulls up and gets out the car, somebody will be on an engine uh, or on a ladder heading somewhere to save somebody's life. So, yeah. um, so we're trying to figure that out too. Yeah. Um, because I think that she can um, also, you know, be a, a positive uh, impact on, on our fire territory as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking about, um, you know, the breath work, you know, getting, mental health, um, education, mm-hmm. having one-on-ones with professionals and having Naomi, the dog, coming around. That doesn't sound very masculine. You know what? Um, does mental well-being sound masculine or feminine? It just doesn't feel masculine. for, And we're talking about naysayers, right? The naysayers are going to mm-hmm. say, well... I'm a firefighter, I'm a paramedic, mm-hmm. and I'm all right, I can handle it. Mm-hmm. And so why do I need to do all that stuff? The strongest of us have bad days. And sometimes those bad days turn into bad weeks. And sometimes those bad weeks turn into bad months. And sometimes those bad months turn into bad first quarters or second quarters. Um, and oftentimes what we'll end up doing is living out a, a vicious cycle 
So we'll be we'll be fine after a little while, but then we're down again and our productivity goes down and our relationships, uh, whether they're uh, romantic or platonic, um, those suffer. Um, there, there's there's um, a lot of research, you know, if you look at first responders in general, um, you know, a lot of our relationships suffer because of because because of the sacrifice that we make, you know, on a daily basis, right? And so um, even those that would say, well, you know, I'm manly or, or I handle my own stuff, it, it doesn't bother me. Um, you know, it, in, my, in my career um, as, a, as a chaplain, um, I've seen more children, um, more deceased children than I would care to share or, or even remember. Um, and even with, with my knowledge and, and my background, you know, I found it difficult um to deal with that you know i, I worked um we had a, a, a our first mass shooting here last year at, with fedex um you know there were eight lives lost that day um and, and you know i consistently pray for those families even even to today but even with that we saw probably 1500 2000 families wow trying to see if their loved one was one of the ones that um, was, was, uh, was killed, uh, trying to see if they, um, if, if they were gonna have to make funeral arrangements and things of that nature. And, you know, it, it's heavy stuff, but even with, even with my background, man, that was a tough day. Um, you know, I went home, I got something to eat and I became a hermit for probably two days. Um, I was journaling. I was trying to be present, but some things are heavier than what we can lift uh, by ourselves. How do you cope? I mean, if if we're the if if you're the person that people like us lean on, mm -hmm. how do how do the professionals cope with? It? I'm a therapist with a therapist. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I, I practice what I preach, and so if I'm if I'm going to encourage people to come and talk to me. Um, when they're having issues or need help facilitating being uh, or facilitating a, a, a better way or, or a new uh, lease on life, you know, I ought to try and do the same thing. Um, and so, you know, it's important, you know, to have someone to talk to, um, you know, friends are great, but if we're being honest, unless your friend is a, is a licensed professional, they can only help you so much. Uh, because they're going to try to help you from the standpoint of knowing your personality and, and, and have spent time with you. Um, but some of those things might not work uh, and given, given your, your background, especially if that friend isn't a first responder. Mm -hmm. So on a lighter note, I'm Please. just curious. <laughs> you have friends, right? Mm -hmm. And you hang out with your friends. Mm -hmm and you have this professional side of you, mm -hmm. do you analyze your friends accidentally when you're around them or are you able to turn that off? Um, I'm, I'm mostly able to turn it off. Um, I, I believe in, um, if people come to talk to me, they come to talk to me. Um, but one thing that I've learned is nobody wants to be psychoanalyzed uh, without permission. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so what I've learned is, 
you know, I, even if it does happen, I keep my, keep my opinions um, or my thoughts to myself um, because if they didn't ask, they can get mad at me. <laughs> but if they asked me what I think, that's not my fault you ask. So, so they better hold on tight. <laughs> they better hold on tight. Yeah, so I keep my opinion to myself unless you ask me. If you ask, I'm, I'm going to tell you everything I got. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, so, so more specifically, what got you to the point where I want to help people in this way when you um, got hired with IMPD? Like, what was that? What was the impetus for you to want to do that? Um, so I, uh, I met the, uh, the former chief of police um, in, um, of Pinefield um, at, a, at a training that I was at for IMPD. And, um, you know, just, just talking with him, I've always wanted to help people. Um, this is, this is, this has been my life's journey. I, I started doing, you know, I'm a pastor. So, I mean, you know, outside of all of everything else, I, you know, I, I've been, you know, in ministry since I was 10 years old. So just two years after you joined. I do, the... <laughs> I do appreciate the flashback. Thank you. No problem. No problem. <laughs> uh, but so this has been my life. I, I, I enjoy helping people because, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, on our worst day, somebody loved us and, or, or somebody cared enough about us to do, um, to do something that would impact our lives uh, forever. And so, you know, I believe that it's, it's all of our jobs to, to be that friend, to be that confidant, to be that person that, um, that says, you know what, I wanna, I wanna help. In whatever way I can, I, I want to help, um, and so that's that's who that's who I am, and that's uh, that's the goal of my life is to is to help people, and um, my my ultimate goal. Um, before, I, I don't know if, I, don't, I don't know how much time we got, but I'll just leave it at this one. Um, my my ultimate goal is to normalize going to talk to someone, going to talk to a, a mental health professional, um, not just when something's wrong, but hey. You know, we, we want to hear good stuff, too. <laughs> we, we, we want you to come back and say, man, it was uh, it was great talking to you. It, right. it helped me to do uh, to do this and it changed this part of my life. Um, you know, so so that's that's my ultimate goal uh, for 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 the question that you even had about, you know, people that say, well, that's not that masculine or or, or I'm, I'm stronger than that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I want to normalize it to the place where um, even when people think that but I, I'm, I'm stronger than that, but I'm still going to go talk to someone just in case. Um, Cause what does it hurt? Right. What can you, you what you going to lose? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if, if nothing else, you get a, you get a good conversation with, with a great listener. I mean, that, that, that's what, that's what counseling that's what therapy comes down to. You, you, You're a professional <laughs> a, listener. A, a professional <laughs> listener. So it's so nothing else. You get to share and spill all, all of your, all of your innermost thoughts and um, and some and have somebody listen to it intently. Uh, now, how many people could say that? <laughs> that's true. In an objective fashion, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so so that's my ultimate goal is to normalize, um, especially in the uh, public safety arena, normalize, you know, talking to someone, uh, talking to a mental health uh, professional um, so that, you know, you know, I tell everybody when we do uh, when we do onboarding, my job is not to not to uh, 
label anybody. My job isn't to, to uh, get people fired. That's not my job at all. My job is to make sure that if you want to work a 20-year career, a 30-year career, a 40-year career, that you have that you have the tools in your toolbox to be mentally strong and resilient enough to work as long as you want to work and retire happy. That, that's that's my that's my job is to help people and give them the tools that they need to do their jobs for as long as they want to. Wow. I think there's a shift in EMS and fire that we have to realize that suicide is real mm -hmm. and we're, we're going to start. If you have it, you're going to hear more of your friends committing suicide because they're about battling those demons yep. that you don't even, you don't see, you don't hear about, uh, but they're doing that alone. Mm -hmm. So uh, if anything, you know, you, you tell your friends, you go get uh, the, the, you get to that professional listening. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't. Um, and oftentimes that, that cape that we put on says that we do, um, that, that, you know, I can handle it by myself. I can, but, but it's cliche, and I, and I always said it before, there are some weights that are too heavy for us to lift. Just like if you go, just like we go to the gym, no one starts off lifting, uh, you know, bench pressing 500 pounds. Right. You know, you, you may have to start off at 125 um, and build your muscle mass and your resiliency to the place where you can jump up to, to, one, to 175. But, but sooner or later, after doing the work and after building, building your, your muscles, you can, you can then bench press 500 pounds. Yeah. Nobody starts off going to traumatic scenes and never being touched by the trauma. Some level, somehow, some way, we feel it, whether we want to admit it or not. And so we have to build our mental resiliency to the place, not where we become callous to it, but where we can become strong enough to do our jobs and then be able to be stronger to say, I need to go talk and, and share with somebody what's on my mind, at least get it off my heart and my mind so that I can feel some level of uh, of closure mm -hmm. um, with with the situation and be able to move forward. And some things, just being honest, you know, therapy is not a magic uh, a magic arrow. It's not a magic bullet. Um, some things are heavy lifts, and they don't get solved in one in one session, in fifteen sessions. You know, some things take longer, um, and, and because. Um, the mind is fragile as, as much as we want to believe that it's not. And some things that um, are heavier on our minds uh, to dig into them uh, haphazardly could cause more damage than the, than the traumatic situation itself. Very good. I, um, I kind of want to close with this. First of all, I want to thank you for uh, coming in and, and, and really expressing to the world that this is something that is real, that this is something that's possible for your city, town, township, whatever, mm -hmm. and that you should go out and you create those funds to help people live more productive, uh, mental lives. Mm -hmm. 
you you gave them a gym membership as part of being a firefighter or an EMS employee. Mm -hmm. Now give them a mental uh, membership as well. Mm -hmm. So I think this is important. And, and I think the town of Plainfield is on to something. Yes. And I think that I will be better off as a result. And uh, lastly, I know that what you're saying is true because I've used your services myself and I've used it not because it was a mandatory thing. It was, it was my decision. Mm -hmm. It was my choice. And it, it starts to open up these doors and crack some of these windows in a way of my last 20 something years in this business when, when you were eight years old. <laughs> so it is, it is uh, important. And for the next 50 years of my life, I want to have some balance and, and, and shed some of this apathy. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it, it's, it's important for young people to people older than me mm -hmm. to get it, to, to get that, that practicing and, and getting that mind together. So I appreciate it. No, I, I thank you for, for the opportunity. Um, you know, uh, in closing, I, I would say, what 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 would be the point of spending twenty years, thirty years, forty years uh, working a job that you've impacted hundreds of thousands of people um, for all those years, only to retire and be an unhappy individual? Um, you know, it would be great to say, I've done all this work. You know, our team has done all this work. We've impacted this many people and be able to go off into the sunset, you know, happy knowing that you did your part to make the world a better place. Um, but sometimes that's not the case um, when we don't do um, do our mental exercises um, to, to make sure that we're strong. And so sometimes we end up um, uh, hobbled over uh, mentally instead of instead of being able to walk out the door, you know, happy and whole, knowing that we did all that we could do for as long as we could do it. True statement. Well, for all the folks in the, in the podcast world, <laughs> I, I implore you get, uh, get someone to listen to you, get, get journaling going, uh, remove those thoughts out of your head, whether you speak it or you write it. Uh, you'll you'll be a better person as a result of it. So uh, thank you for coming. Uh, and I, hopefully this was a message that touched you or a friend of yours. And uh, I look forward to the next one. So have a fantastic rest of your day.